Hi, good evening, y'all. This is Journey to Wholeness, and I'm your host, Journey to Wholeness. Today, I'm going to talk about the concept and why I don't believe there is such thing as soulmates. I know this is going to be controversial, and I might step on a lot of y'all's toes, but here's the thing. If you think of the concept soulmates, it's very sad actually because soulmate means that usually it's a Greek concept of I would imagine from what I remember it's like you're not whole until you meet the other half of your soul so the sad part is that it implies that you cannot have a fulfilling life until you meet this other part of your soul that apparently can fulfill you and the soul is made out of your mind will and emotions right so essentially if the concept of a soulmate is real that means until you find this other half of you your mind will and emotions are not complete and i think that's just a very scary concept because that means you're dependent on this other half of you Of course, Hollywood romanticizes the idea of soulmate and romantic comedies, soap operas, etc. It makes the idea of soulmate seem so grand that once you find this person, you have purpose. Well, I want to really disagree with that point because I believe purpose starts right now. I believe purpose starts the moment you wake up every morning. I don't believe your purpose in life starts after you meet that person. When you meet the person that God has for you, your God-ordained husband, you begin walking alongside of that person. Like I said before, you're a pair of shoes and you meet another pair of shoes that wants to walk alongside of you. You're not one missing shoe looking for another shoe that matches you. You're already a complete whole fixed pair and you're walking side by side. And the reason why I emphasize this point is especially this generation we live in, we glorify romantic love. C.S. Lewis says there's four types of love. There's agape, which is God's love. There's phileo, which is the love of a friend. There's eros, which is romantic love. There's storge, which is the love of a parent. Ironically, Hollywood could choose to glorify or emphasize any other kind of love which family love is much needed honestly it's the it's really the foundation of all kind of loves besides god's love i realized if you have a healthy relationship with your family it's easier to have healthier friendships easier to have a healthy romantic partner and obviously all love begins with god right but i'm just saying as a person who was an unbeliever i have seen people who come from unbelieving families yet they were able to have a complete picture of love because they unknowingly followed god's principles towards family and relationships right so it's possible to grow up in a home that is healthy even without knowing god this is just my opinion obviously god makes it more fulfilling but 
I've seen families who didn't know God yet were fulfilled because of the fact that they followed godly principles. But that's not the point. The point is when you don't start out with family love, it's easily it's easy for you to glorify romantic love. And especially in this day and age, when we look at films, we see movies, it's mainly all about a broken soul looking for another soul to fix and complete them. But the reality is no one can fix and complete you. No one can give you identity, meaning purpose outside of yourself. And I think even God wants us to look within ourselves because God has placed many gifts within ourselves that he wants us to unravel. I always thought my relationship with God was I was this beggar reaching outside of myself trying to beg God to give me something when God has already given me these things and he just wants me to activate these gifts, right? But I realized the poverty mentality had made me think that I had to be worthy of God's love because I felt unworthy, yes, but more than unworthy, I thought I was an orphan, a child that didn't really belong to God because of the environment I grew up in. But that's not the point. The point is there is no such thing as a soulmate. And I'm going to pause right there and repeat that again. You do not have a soulmate. There is not one person in this world that can be the perfect mate for you there's many different choices i believe god gives you and god ought uh, god ultimately lets you make the decision so i really just want to encourage y'all you didn't miss out on that person you thought that was the one because in reality that wasn't the one you and him were never meant to be You met that person when you were young, unsaved, didn't know who you were. You thought that person was supposed to be with you because at that moment, at that age, when you were that young girl, that was what appealed to you. But now, if you look back as an older woman, you would have never picked that guy because you picked him out of your voids, your wounds. So I guess I just want to encourage you to not be discouraged and I can't admit and attest to the fact that there are days when I do go through this notion of I feel sorry for myself, well, I'm kind of tired of the weight, and perhaps it's easy to romanticize previous people that almost worked out, but God's no is as valuable as God's yes, right? I really do believe God's no is as valuable as God's yes because God's no is our protection, right? And if I look back and if you look back, most likely you weren't rejected by that person. It was God protecting you from that situation, from progressing. It was God's protection. But obviously, when we've been rejected by our family of origin, it's easy to look at everything through the lens of brokenness and rejection, right? And so I guess I just want to really encourage you guys that the way, yes, it's it's not easy. Yeah, just even today was kind of a rough day. 
because I was just struggling with the fact that mm, I don't know what to share but let's just say I kind of went back to old places I had visited in the past before COVID-19 and I remember just those moments when I struggled so much in getting over that previous person at that time and also just the feelings of wanting and wondering why hasn't my time come yet why is God's timing so slow for me at that time but I realized yeah I think a lot of it is impatience right and impatience shows a lack of faith in God and I want to have the patience to really trust God even if the timing may not come as fast as I would like right I think all of us in our head kind of have a picture of when we expect things to happen and perhaps for me I've always wanted I guess as silly as this is I've always wanted to get married young right and by young I mean 26 27 which for other people that might be a very scary commitment but for me I've always just wanted to kind of get those big life decisions out of the way as quickly as possible and just to kind of commit at a young age but that might not be God's plan for me you know God might not have me married until 34 and I'm not saying that's God's will for me I I don't know at the moment where I'm still trying to figure all that out but all I'm trying to say is my definition your definition of your plan for your life may not be God's plan for your life right and I think it's learning to surrender well God I want this but not my will thy will be done right and it's, it's hard because, for one, I am a person who struggles with waiting. I'm the type of girl who hates waiting for anything. I get impatient if I'm waiting for the elevator. I'm the person who paces back and forth in the line. I don't know. So I think God is really growing the fruit of patience in me. And yeah, there are days when singleness isn't fun. It, it feels it feels a little bit of a burden, not because I don't enjoy it, but because I'm wondering when and if ever will I meet the person that obviously there's no such thing as soulmates. That was the point of this talk, but to meet the person that God has chose for me or one of the many choices that God might bring alongside and give me the choice to say yes to or no to and so I guess as I wait for that person sometimes it feels like my life since standstill even though I'm trying to keep busy until then but it's like I think as a woman I think I need to be careful not to put all my eggs in one basket thinking that this is the most exciting part of my life no the exciting part of my life begins every single morning when I wake up to follow God in that particular day and the journey he has for me that particular day it doesn't begin when I get into relationship or when I get married but I think because 
you know, Hollywood really glorifies romantic love and growing up watching Disney, I think I unconsciously or subconsciously began to glorify romantic love and it made me believe for a while that romantic love was a pinnacle of all loves. But I think besides God's love, I actually think family, the love of a family is the pinnacle of all loves aside from God's love because I believe family is the foundation of all loves. Even in the garden, yes, it was Adam and Eve, but I believe Adam and Eve were more like family than romantically. I know that sounds a little strange. I know it begins with romantic love, but I think the purpose is of romantic love is because of that unit of family, that creation of family, right? But unfortunately, in Hollywood or in society, there's always going to be a glorification of romantic love because romantic love can be displayed as a love that cures, right? A drug, essentially. And often, romantic love is used as a band-aid when we are young and have unresolved trauma wounds. For example, I said before, I had so many band-aids at a younger point in my life. And now that this season, there are moments when I can recognize this person and this this person out there would be a good band-aid. And if I talk to this person, he would be a good band-aid. But I have to control myself and say, well, okay, yes, he would be a good band-aid, but that's not nice. And we will not use another person just to fill up that space because we're bored or we're lonely because that's someone else's future husband and that's me to use a person and i think i was listening to another pastor talk about the story of the 12 virgins and how they were waiting for the bridegroom to come and i think the pastor mentioned that during that 12 month wait i think it was 12 month wait God, well, not God, the virgins weren't just looking around and seeing, is there a better bridegroom around? Is there someone even better? I think it takes trust to not want to look and chase and pursue because you know that God has already prepared that person that really will surpass all your expectations, right? And it takes faith to believe and not to look and to stay hidden in your hidden season, right? It's easy to want to come out of hiding and start, you know, kind of like Sarah, pull things and do things in your own hand because you're tired of waiting. But I think obviously that isn't good and it's really bad because Sarah was impatient of God's promise. It led to Isaac, right? So... I mean, not Isaac, Ishmael. So the point is that I think waiting on God requires us to really grow our faith. And it is hard because it's a temptation to do things your own way. But God really wants us to be patient because often when God blesses you after a long period of time, you won't take that blessing for granted. Because if you got the blessing right away, it's easy for you especially if you come from a trauma background the moment something hard happens you'll be ready to throw it away but because you waited so long for that blessing it's not going to be something you give up easily right you'll be like okay god answered my prayer this is like the person i prayed for or what i wanted in my heart and i don't i'm not going to just throw this gift away because i toiled over i cried over i prayed for this 
this this kind of person and god gave this person to me i'm not saying someone specific i'm just giving you an example like this is the man of my dreams like i'm not gonna give up just because it got hard in the relationship but i think if it just came easy you would just give up right the moment gets hard and so yeah i'm still learning how to surrender my timeline to god uh, to god's in god's hands of course i like things quick and easy but life isn't like that it's often slow and the wait is long but you know those who wait on the lord will not be disappointed right those who hope in god will not be disappointed and that's what i'm holding on to tonight even as i'm in this waiting season and often i do get impatient because yeah i just i'm looking forward to meeting that person but I have to remember that person isn't my greatest hope. So I really want to leave you with that, that I hope in your waiting season, you're able to hope in God. And even if that person doesn't come or comes, whether he comes or not, that you'll still have their biggest hope in God. So 